Accurate, because it wasn't just one look at you, Jalen Hurts. It took, oh, I don't know, like to his third season. I mean, this guy, John, the the irony is so thick. And of course, I stepped in it myself. Don't get me wrong; I was a Jalen Hurts doubter last year into this off season. But the twists and turns, when you consider that he was probably the most reviled pick ever in Philadelphia sports history. I mean I mean that. I've seen some some doozies of picks. He said something last night that echoed that. And what was that? In his post game, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, said something along the lines of they didn't want me here anyway or something. I, I did not I hear that. Down. Okay. Yeah, he said it. It, it was, was basically like, you know, at first they, they, they didn't even really want me here, and, and now they know kind of thing. It, okay. it was really strange. It wasn't, it wasn't like a shot at all. At they probably point, like didn't even statement. want to draft me here was what he said in the postgame last po- I'm just curious. Were you saying uh, the, the regular podium, like the, on the stage or the regular press conference? Press or conference. Press conference, okay, because there were so many different times people talked. Yeah. Okay. After the game, yep. they probably didn't even want well, to true. draft me here. I look the fan. I, the I fans. looked at it. I, I don't know. Uh, that's it, it. Was vague in that respect. Mm-hmm. They the pronoun. You're not sure if that means the fans. If right. that means the front office. Uh, if that means you know. I don't know. But I thought at the time, wow, he's uh, he's already like in get ready for defiant. Uh, aggressive play I mode. I don't know about that. For two weeks from now, I look. I, maybe it was just the truth coming out. Yeah, maybe I mean, he's it's... always had that sinking feeling. Hey, you know this. We we got off to a rocky start, and I'm well, still true. trying to win people over. Well, he knows he has them. I think what's key is unlike McNabb, who was booed at the draft, he hasn't lorded it over Philadelphia. See that that Not was one all. of the that was one of the things about Donovan that rubbed people the wrong way. It's like Donovan. We all get it. You were done dirty. On your big draft day. There, no one's denying that. But don't lord it over us forever. Because now it's just kind of, you know, get over it. You know, and 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 so I appreciate that Jalen doesn't present himself that way, the way Don. And I, I'm a Donovan fan, but it got a little over the top with Donovan for a long time there. All right, let's get to the montage of how it sounded yesterday. Marilyn Mike on the call. Obviously one of the great days in the history of the Eagles organization. It's not a Super Bowl championship yet, but it's a pathway to one. And um, they did it, man. They won a home NFC championship game to reach the Super Bowl. It was awesome. Let's hear how it sounded yesterday. And there it is, the Merrill montage. Yeah, Jalen, uh, the voice wasn't uh, exactly uh, stellar with <laughs> what the fly Eagles fly. Uh, I appreciated the effort. That was great. And yeah, he was into it. He was, yeah. man. He was tone deaf like really <laughs> Look, really he can't have everything rough. he's like You're super right. handsome You're super right. talented like a leader on yeah. stuff at least he can't we sing we found the weakness. one thing wrong that's yeah. funny hey one quick question right to the phones i'm i don't know if it's a question as much of a statement i'll just say this reddick yesterday we've seen a lot of big games in the history of philadelphia sports frankly i wish we've seen more meaning i wish our teams would get to the championship round more or on the doorstep of it more often obviously they do when they do I thought yesterday watching that game, it really was one of the great big game performances by a player in a big game from Philadelphia sports that I've ever seen. I think also when, like you, ever. when you take yesterday and his first playoff game into account, 
arguably, like, in the running, maybe the greatest defensive player season the Eagles have ever had. I know Reggie it's had, like, there. a ton of sacks yeah. in 12 games, but when you take in the, the magnitude of the games, yeah. like, maybe one of the best defensive seasons the Eagles players ever had. Well, I think that's fair. I mean, listen, Reggie certainly had a number of seasons, primarily 87 with, the, I think it was 20 or 20 and a half sacks in 12 games. Seth Joyner, 1991, was a complete monster. Doc had some individual years of remarkable excellence. But this is up there. And again, big game-wise, I mean, <laughs> he he delivered. And that was a big game, and he was the biggest guy in the game. Let's go to Billy right now. Billy, you're on WIP. Hey, what's up, guys? Let's go. This is great. It is. Um, sure is. It is. It's really great. Um, two things I want to point out. One, actually three. I'll, I'll make them real quick. It, this team, even with Jalen Hurts not being at his best, this team still wins games. Yep. They still find a way. And this defense is at a whole nother level from the, from the start. And we learned that injury, you know, if Hurts is still, you know, he's probably still hurt, but, you know, whatever. We know he's playing. He got us to the Super Bowl. This team can win without him being at his best, which is awesome. Correct. Um, two, you got to get, as John Ritchie, you would know, I have flashbacks now to 2017. When you have a head coach, with, with, when it started with Peterson, with the we all we got, we all we need mantra, and now Sirianni this year with the dog mentality, you know, you get a coach where you get the players to buy in to what they're saying and to buy into their system and just to, to believe. It's, it's just amazing what the results that you can get at the end. It's just amazing. And third, give credit to Harry Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie. Yep. The last two coaching hirees, both guys ended up going to the Super Bowl, and both it's, it's and just, both were amazing. very both in their second year too. Yep, and Billy both year. so criticized, so criticized. Perfect, great, just love it, guys. One more, baby, let's get. This. All right, Billy, appreciate it, man. Yeah, listen, I mean, I'll be interested to see in this poll where where Lurie shakes out, where they all shake out. But um, again, Twitter poll question today: Who is most responsible for the Eagles returning to the Super Bowl? Alphabetical order: Hertz, Lurie, Roseman, Sirianni. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I mean, John, the Lurie case is stuck with Howie, hire Nick, prioritizes culture, has a lot of other good people within the organization that do their job, and he lets them do their job. And, of course, he spends a lot of money. But, I mean, salary cap, it's it's not about spending money as much these days in football as it used to be. But, you know, it's just it's a well-run organization from the NovaCare complex on down, on through. And I'll tell you, man, when 2020 ended and we had a poll, should the Eagles dump Howie? And I believe the poll result was 91% of people said, yes, he should be fired. And Lurie was the only vote that counted. Mm-hmm. And he was in the 9%. That one worked out. Sirianni worked out. By the way, so too did firing Doug. And you guys know I was not pro-fire Doug. It was about a 50-50 poll back then. I remember those shows. Should the Eagles have fired Doug? It was about 50-50. But you can't complain with the results. Jeffrey Lurie made some decisions that went against the grain of what people thought, and he is an exceptional owner. And he has clearly taken the mantle from Ed Snyder. Obviously, Ed Snyder passed, you know, passed away about five years ago. But he has, he's, he's assumed the mantle easily as the best owner in Philadelphia sports. Yeah, what he's doing is so difficult to sort of split the the difference between being uh, you know, strong-minded and, you know, breaking rules, bra- breaking the mold to some degree, but also 
always avoiding being overbearing. Yes. You know, like that that's a fine line that it doesn't feel like owners navigate very well. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie does this masterfully, and he always has. He's always sort of been, you know, he's, he's not so prideful that he wants to be out in front. But he has very specific ideas about what this team needs to do yeah. and how they need to be run. And, and, you know, he's taken a lot of that from Andy Reid. No question. And they've just continued to build on that and to tweak the, the equation a little bit and make it his own and, you know, how he's owned. Yes. And now it, what an amazing Super Bowl where we get to see Incredible. whether where they've taken it it has improved us past where you know Andy Reid yeah. left it, and I absolutely believe that's the case. So, John, I think we're a better team than this Chiefs. I team, did too, and I expect to beat them what, in the Super Bowl. John, what are your feelings on the Eagles about to face Andy Reid? I mean, as someone who played for Andy, and I know you really care about Andy. I know you really care about Andy a lot. What are your feelings about Andy against the Eagles? I, uh, I. Yes, uh, it is strange. I mean, I am sort of like inner turmoil yeah. about all this. I absolutely expect to beat him. I believe we are better than what he can put out there on the field. I think his tendencies will come back and haunt him against us. We know how much he likes to throw rather than run, and I don't think they should try to do that against us, and they will. And guys will be frustrated. I, I think he's incredible. Uh, he's a great I, coach. The, man. the thing that makes him more like every time I watch the Chiefs play, I, I see new ideas, new wrinkles thrown out there. You know, he is not a static. Hey, I've had success. I'm going to do it this way. Right. He continues to evolve the way that he does yeah. it, and it certainly helps that he's got a guy like Patrick Mahomes to to carry out sure. his execution out there on the field. But, man, so many storylines this the next couple weeks. It's the coolest. It's the coolest ever. I mean, it really is. It's like the it's Super wild. Bowl is focused on us, Philadelphia, in, in more ways than just we have the, the team that's favored to win. Yep. Uh, and we didn't start out favored to win, by the way. The, the Chiefs, uh, you know, that broke and they were the favorites. And now that has changed. Yeah. It changed but, immediately. It was like in, in a minute. The li- And serious. I was watching it on, on Twitter as it was happening. The line open, Chiefs minus one half. It was Eagles minus one half in like two minutes. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. That's well, incredible. That's because that's right. It is that's right. Deserved. I agree with you, John. Look, the Eagles versus Andy thing is just, it's just bonkers. I mean, it it is, I got nothing in my life as a Philadelphia sports fan that it, that it's similar to. I, I don't know anything, James. Nothing. No, no. I mean, he's such a big part of our lives. Right. He's such a big part of 14 our 14 years. Our, exactly. I mean, he gave us a, he gave us an era of football we had never had before. I mean, right. it is it is a really unique thing. It is. Going into. It's incredible. And he's a big, just such a big, re- you cannot understate the, where we sit right now is in large part because of the groundwork that he laid. I agree. And, and John, how we much? Should, we should be forever grateful to what he's done. I agree. I am. And now we're going to go out and beat them. Well, no, I agree. show them that, hey, we can make it even better than what you do. I, I like it. And I'll just say this. 
Lurie learned a lot of football from Andy. Mm-hmm. Howie learned a lot of football from Andy. No question. Kelsey hey, you, and Cox the way and we Brandon Graham team. were drafted by Andy. The way we build, the, the way that Howie built this team, you know, from the inside out. No doubt. That is Andy Reid's influence. There's no question about it. No doubt about and it. And we are so thankful. We just, we just handed the toughest, you know, rough and tumble team quotes in the NFL the 49ers yeah. handed them their head because of the way how he built it from the the O line and the D line out, and that was that was the way totally. Andy believed. Plus, Andy's just a good dude. He's a good guy. He certainly is. Let's go to Adam in Ardmore. Yo, Adam. What's going on, Hammer? Hey, buddy. Richie. Adam. Hey, we did it, baby. <laughs> now listen, I had to call your loser little kid brothers. Out at ninety-five-seven, the game. <laughs> no, and you they did. To sit- yes, I did. When and was I was this? Tr- I was gonna be nice, but those dorky little crybaby losers had a hang-up on me. <laughs> no, and the dude, he, he sat there. He's like, "I'll beat your ass." Listen, buddy, you're here in Philly. You're crying just as bad as a Cowboys fan. You got smoked. You didn't even dress a third quarterback. Yeah. Brett Purdy wasn't going to do anything. Josh Johnson wasn't going to do anything. You decide to put your San Francisco crap on Rocky. You didn't learn your lesson with the Vikings. You didn't learn your lesson with the Patriots. You didn't learn your lesson from the Giants. Don't come here to Philly. Don't disrespect us like everybody else did. Nick Sirianni, coach of the year. You have Brandon Graham, comeback player of the year. And you have Hassan Reddick, Defensive Player of the Year. Stop disrespecting us, NFL. Give us our props. Bring Andy Reid, and we're going to fly high with two Super Bowl rings in two weeks. Let's go, Bears! Great call, Adam. What a call, man. About, That's what I'm talking about. About right that passion and and the stuff. You know, the garb. I forget what it was. I got a picture on my phone on on Rocky. It's like I don't want to hear from a Niners fan. That's like, oh, they were rude to me. Well, then don't have someone from your fan base put something on Rocky. I, I don't know what else to tell you. It's real simple. Don't you, spout off that you're going to take over totally. the link. Like, just don't say that. Don't stuff. say it and don't desecrate. And if you do. Do we have any feedback, <laughs> any stories of how it went for those guys? Oh, they've been they've been the whining all morning, dude. They were playing clips on the, the morning show like Angela was. Like, they are it's the meanest city I've ever been to. They were so horrible to us. Uh-huh. I can't, like, they are, like, it is a wine fest on their show. Yeah, don't desecrate Rocky. I mean, it, it's it, don't do it. Let's go to Peter in Allentown. What's up, Peter? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Congratulations. Let's go. All right, so hey, two very quick things. All I needed to know about San Francisco fans I saw in the morning news yesterday. Some lady said she had a turkey cheesesteak. <laughs> oh, my God. What? So that's all I needed to know about their that's fans. That's a thing? Uh, apparently, no, not in Philly no it's not a thing. Um, when I was ten in New Zealand, I watched the Super Bowl in 1980. Wow. My son is ten this year. He's going to see his first Super Bowl. He's actually going to understand what's going on. He may be more excited than I am. Is he? An e- I so can't wait. So he's an Eagles fan. Oh, he's 100 percent an Eagles fan. Good. 100. My two youngest, of course, are Buffalo Bills fans because of my wife. But whatever. Um, my my son Emerson and I are going to sit down and we are going to take this in and he and I are going to make memories that are going to last till his kids are here. Good. That's beautiful. Uh, Listen, Jeffrey Lurie's not getting any respect here. Think of all the things that he's done 
that's gone against, as you guys were saying, everything, everybody booed and they moaned and they did things that I can't say on the radio against what he had done. But look what it's come up to. Look what it's resulted yep. in. He has supported Howie's decisions from the get-go, from the get-go. And everybody, again, every Howie including, including moaned. The, Peter, including the Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts draft pick. Listen, that was genius. I don't know if they saw something in Wentz that we didn't see at the time, but clearly they knew something. They did. And everybody hated that, but look what it's done. Look what it's done. Jeffrey Laurie, I hope you soak this in and take another trophy to your office, Mike. Yeah, no, I think you will. And, Peter, great call, man, and enjoy that game with your son. That's... Is that the best pick in the history of the Eagles? I feel like it has to be, right? I, it looks like it, yeah. I don't know how – I mean, you know, let's give it 10 time, years and time, see where it goes. But, like but it's, it's looking yeah. like it's going to end up being the, the best yeah. pick in the I mean, franchise. You know, obviously the best at this point that we would generally consider Kelsey in the sixth mm-hmm. round, B. West in the third, Wilbert in the sixth, you know, Seth and Clyde late in the draft. I mean, there, you know, there's some really, really great picks. But uh, if Jalen Hurts – listen – yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. It was a grandiose Hurts comment. It kind of got me in trouble with Ben Simmons. Okay, okay, I won't go that far, but I'll say a statement. But he's got a shot at that. Look, he's got a shot at that. He already forget what he's got a shot at. This year is the best season an Eagles quarterback has ever had. Uh, so other than not having seen Van Brocklin in '60, that's sure. Other than modern, that, that's, in our in like the modern era, yes. the best best season an Eagles quarterback has ever had. I, I don't even think it's close. Agree. Yeah, I mean McNabb in '04 was dynamic. Jaws obviously had 80. Randall had some really really good years, but from what I've seen, it's not even close. Let's go to Goose right now. Goose, make sure you never leave your wingman. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, how you guys doing, man? <laughs> Great, Goose. Uh, first time, long time. Thank you. Uh, I just got uh, two points I want to make. Uh, one about the game, and then uh, another one's personal. Uh, the first, uh, yesterday was like, uh, I had my daughter go on our first Super Bowl run. So uh, yesterday I decided to hang out. My daughter's four now, and she's understanding things. It was just like a beautiful time. High five with my daughter. Her wow. screaming, go Eagles. When Good. I screamed, go Eagles. It was just a great feeling of me creating memories. I just heard the last caller about how him and his son was, and it just made me recollect on how me and my daughter was last night. And That's it what it's about, Goose. Thing. That's what it's, it's about. Yep. It was, it's just beautiful, man. It's just beautiful. And uh, on to my other point, man. It's, 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 I mean, this cleared all my doubts on Tommy Roseman, uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, 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 Jay Gannon, Jonathan Gannon. It just cleared all my doubts that I had for these guys. I mean, we're giving them 14 points. And score, what was that, 59, you said, in two games? 69-14 in the playoffs. They've outscored teams. incredible. And it's almost – I never heard of nothing like that before. No. Nope. Uh, so, it's just like it cleared all my doubts. I believe we're going to win on um, uh, Super Bowl. I believe we're going to we're going to get two before Andy Reid gets his second. And um, I'm just excited. And to the personal point that I have, every single day during these playoffs, I get to work and I walk past two miserable Cowboys fans, <laughs> Tony and Roger. I'm going to call him out by name. Tony and Roger, who never give us credit. We didn't play anybody. We didn't do this. You guys got a high school Harry quarterback this. This is for you guys. This is a beautiful moment where I get to walk past them this morning and tell them to suck it. <laughs> what do you got to say for yourself, little chump? All my DHL drivers that I work with every single morning that are diehard Eagles fans, this is for us. This is for Philadelphia. Super Bowl, Arizona, here we come. Uh, I, sh- 
That's job, Goose. And by the way, let me say what we haven't said yet today, but I think it is merited after the last month and a half and after this past weekend. Because the Sixers could get there also. I'm just telling you, they, you know, first off, John, what Embiid did to Jokic was just glorious. And people that vote for Jokic over Embiid should be ashamed of themselves. And I know there's a difference between who's a better player and who's the MVP sometimes because, you know, a different amount of games played and all. But Embiid obviously showed, which we already knew, that he's a better player than Jokic. There's no question about that. He's a better player. And Sixers got a legit shot. So we could go from October Phillies to, you know, January, February Eagles to May, June Sixers. It's what a calendar year, buddy. <laughs> Guys. What a calendar year. And even the Flyers are, you know, they're playing better. I mean, you know, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they actually got a, an outside kind of shot. Tim in Upper Chichester. Hi, Tim. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. What an incredible morning. Um, you know, the one thing that I love most about yesterday's game, well, first off, obviously, the fact that we won. But second off, I don't feel like we played our best. Oh, there's no question. No question. Oh, we have we have so much saved up now for Andy Reid. And I, I hate Andy. I've hated him since day one. Sorry, John. Um, but we just – we have – We've got, like, loaded guns, and we're totally full of ammunition. Question. Looking at Mahomes and looking at Hurts, mm -hmm. percentage-wise, right now, injury-wise, where do you guys think they stand? Oh, like Hurts is healthier. I mean, look, I'd love to know if Hurts' inaccuracies were because of his shoulder. I would tend to think Hurts is 90% plus, and I would tend to think Mahomes is – 70% at best. So what does that do for the next two weeks? So it gives, it gives, Eagles an, gives Eagles an advantage. I don't I don't think Mahomes will be 100%. Oh, that he won't that is a yeah. an injury that just does not heal. It's infuriating because it takes forever. So right. he was able to get through yesterday's game. He probably set himself back a little bit, right. and he'll be recovering now. He won't be full strength. I expect Jalen to be full strength. I, I thought Jalen was – Likely full strength yesterday because it's been six weeks. Right, He was amped up, and I think that's part of why he wasn't as accurate as what we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, I think from a physical perspective, he'll he'll be in much better shape for the Super Bowl. Now, than, now the next question is, well. what do we do with Brandon Graham? I mean, because he's, 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 he's playing unbelievably this year. I mean, what do you mean? What are you talking great. about next season, what to do with him? Yep, yep. What happens now? Listen, I don't know that answer yet. I mean, we got to find out how much money Hurts gets, and they—they they, you got to find out. Listen, Tim, before the Eagles need to make an assessment on Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham needs to make an assessment of whether he wants to continue to play. So does Jason yep. Kelsey. So does Fletcher Cox. But that's you know. the kind of guy that you miss out on when you pay your quarterback, a guy who's right. toward the end. You know, the, it, it's unlikely yeah. that they would want to pony up and and pay him what he deserves, well, what he's worth. Yeah, because that position is incredibly uh, expensive to begin with, and being you know thirty five sure. next season, I think. Yeah, I think so. That works against Tim. Him. Not to mention, and you know, John and I, after the torch has passed from from Angelo to us with the morning show, February twentieth, we'll obviously have an opportunity to interview more prominent figures in Philly sports. And you know, I feel pretty confident how we would come on our show a couple times a year. And if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, one of the first questions to him clearly is going to be, "What lessons did you learn 
from five years ago, winning the Super Bowl but then struggling thereafter, and how will you apply that to this situation if they win that's the bowl? Good. Because that's you a good know, point. yeah, you know what, Joe, I, I might actually agree to come on your show as well. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, Tim. Stay well, man. Enjoy this feeling. We'll be in touch. <laughs> we'll be in touch. I'm going to boot Seltzer out of here. Let's get Tim and Upper Chat Chess here in here. But, I mean, listen, Howie has been on the record uh, about two years ago or so, on the record that he held on to some guys too long. There was a, there was a sentimental attachment. Mm-hmm. And so win or lose. That gonna... works against Brandon. It does. The fact that Howie is so self-aware, and he's even brought it up in the past. Right. I don't. I I think it's unlikely that uh, we would pay Brandon. Well, it also depends on, and this is really what it comes down to: if Brandon Graham wants to keep playing, how yeah. little is he willing to make? Right. Because the right. Eagles would gladly bring him back a one year, two million, one year, three million, maybe one year, four million. But you get to a point where you're like, I can't give this He's guy ten million anymore. End. He's a, yeah. Like like there is a cutoff. Like to yeah. be, like just bottom of the barrel pay for a defensive end is astronomical compared to. You know, I know, especially someone back. with double-digit sacks. I'm just saying he's got to decide if he wants to play. Eagles got to decide how much they're willing to pay him. Brandon Graham has to decide how low he's willing to go. Yeah. And That's how it. important it is to finish his career here. That too, James. You're right. That too. 215-592-9494, the Bad of the Bone Award up ahead. Our version of Game Balls. That's next. All the calls as well on 94 WIP. Hey, guys, Valentine's Day is almost here. It is crunch time, and if you're still dragging your feet, and I know a lot are, here's my advice. Get yourself to Family and Company Jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. They've got an incredible selection of gifts at every price point, so you are guaranteed to walk out with something that will make you look like an all-star this year. Visit their showroom on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, and tell them I sent you, Joe DeCamera sent you. They'll take great care of you. They're great people, experts at what they do. You can also always shop online at FamilyJewelers.com. That's FamilyJewelers.com. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. Well, it's the best non-catch ever. How about that? It might be. It's up there. For the Eagles, maybe, yeah. Um, so, John, should... That was the best throw of the day it was for, for Jalen. The great throw. And, and he bought time with his legs. If he doesn't have those legs, yeah. he can't get to the left side and you know by that time. So, John, should Shanahan... There was not a clean view at that point at the moment when the Eagles are about to run the next play. And obviously Devontae's given the signal to the Eagles. Let's get to the line fast. Yeah, Let's go, guys. And Hurts goes fast. Should helped. should Shanahan, just in the moment, did you think he should have thrown the flag? Look, I, I couldn't believe that. The, what happened to the mini review thing that was happening the first two weeks of the postseason? Well, where they were yeah. getting it right because they would do the review for questionable plays right. automatically. But they couldn't see it's it. It's amazing that they didn't do that for Devontae. Well, Yes, but you got to have I a camera it, angle on it. Also, Kyle Shanahan, if they can run the play quick enough, you don't get the chance. Correct. I mean, that's part of the, the that's biz, situational football. That. I, Joe, to your question there, I I was assuming Kyle Shanahan was sitting there thinking, okay, well, they, they, they're doing this thing where they get it right now. You know, if it's not a catch, they will likely tell us or, or something. Right. I was expecting something to happen. But it happened fast. And it didn't. I mean, the Eagles and that's probably two, that's two hour credit. No the question. The fact that they had that methodology in place where he does the fist together thing, he's running, very aware by Devontae. Very. To know that the ball, you know, it, it fumbled around a little bit as he went down to the ground. You know what it is, though? The fact that he gave him that signal and put pressure on, on Shanahan to have to throw the flag or not when he obviously was not going to have full intel. 
That is. And it was early. It was. No, it was quick. That is a well coached yes. exactly. football team. Exactly. It's what it is. Full they, of they smart had, players. They had a signal. They got to the line. It's like, yo, Shanahan, if you're going to throw it, you got about eight seconds to throw it, man. That's it. Is we're getting right to the line. That really is next level stuff. It is, man. For real. This is where Sirianni. I mean, well, look, you got. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Sirianni <laughs> aside, man. You, you've got smart players. Oh, I agree, John. Who you can put more on, you know, like Devontae nope. Smith is just just watch the way he plays. I the agree. Guy understands the game. I, I get it. So does Hurts. It's a great, great job by Howie. Yeah. First. Then Devontae, then Nick Sirianni Wild. communicating all this stuff, putting more on their plate. Yeah. Eagles won. We love handing out game balls after they've won. We do it right now with the Bad of the Bone Award. As always, John Ritchie, a man who was given a game ball as a pro football player. Matter of fact, let's find out. John, yeah, good question. John, were you given a game ball? As yeah. a, okay, I figured. I have a good number of game balls. Good for you, man. It must be a really awesome feeling. Well, well unless it was a low sometimes. standard back then. I, <laughs> there were times where it was like, hey, the offensive line, oh, and John, too, gets a game ball. Yeah, I don't know that I ever really deserved it like sure Jalen Hurts did. Hey, that game against the Eagles, he probably did, man. When the when the Raiders came in here and ran and ran and ran and ran. I wonder if I got one for that because that was I'll a check. physical. I have I have them like together. Yeah, I can look into that. I just remember you you were just I, I remember it. Believe me, I was in section seven forty seven. I remember that game vividly. It was you, Tyrene, Tyrone Wheatley, and what Charlie Garner, right? Yep. And you just kept running the ball. Anyway, yep. all right, let's get to game 49 balls. Nine times. That's incredible. Game balls from yesterday, John, is always first crack. John, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I'm going a little off the beaten path here. Okay. I was surprised by Kenny G's usage yesterday, and then I looked back. My game ball is going to Kenny G. I look back to that. I swear to God, I thought you meant the singer for a moment. Not the singer. Okay, I was so I was so confused. But Gainwell has picked it up. Go ahead, Kenny. Gainwell was bad in the preseason. I thought he'd lost his job. I thought the only time we were going to see him was on kickoff returns this season, and then somehow through the year he's picked up his level of play to where in that divisional round. So two weeks ago. He ended up having 13 touches, 121 yards. Miles Sanders, 17 touches, 90 yards. So, you know, sort of outdid him on less touches. In this game, Kenny Gainwell was in for 42% of the snaps. Wow. Miles Sanders, only 30% of the snaps. Now, some of that's because the starters will pull out in fourth quarter. That, okay. That's, that's, the, that's uh, a decent Boston chunk. Scott factors into that. I know, that. I know. Kenny Gainwell... I believe, has become the back that they trust the most. Well, to and, that, John, I'll tell you this. Other than Sanders' two TDs, and I know it's weird to say other than the two TDs, I did not think Miles ran good yesterday. He has a tendency, and we've always felt this way, when all else fails, bounce it. Correct. And, and in the divisional round, I was really encouraged by the fact that when all else was failing, he was cramming it, just like Kenny G was. Yesterday... He no longer crammed it. That was a really good run defense. And Miles's first reaction is yep. to bounce, yep. bounce, bounce. And we saw that repeatedly. I think that affected the way the coaches rotated the backs. And Kenny G was solid, continues to be solid. They trust him more as a receiver than they do Miles Sanders, with good reason. 
So yesterday he ended up with 16 touches for 74 yards. Miles Sanders, 12 touches for 45. Kenny G in this Super Bowl could be the guy that they lean on the most in that backfield. And he would deserve it. Could be a Timmy Smith kind of performance. Well. He's going to go well, for 200. You no, know, you know what it is. He's, he's 2017 <laughs> Corey Clement. He is this year's Corey Clement. Yeah, although Corey was a rookie. More involved throughout the year. And Corey undrafted. was and stuff. Yeah. But st- yeah, of course not. Yeah. But I mean, just in coming terms on. of. Yeah, and, coming on. Yeah, and in big games coming through in big spots. Like Rajah Bell with the 01 Sixers. No one knew. I mean, Rajah Bell wasn't even a Sixer until there's like five games left. Next thing you know, he's guarding Kobe. He's in the game number one. one defender. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. was unbelievable. All right, Seltzer. I think it's pretty obvious where you're headed here, Game Ball. Yeah, sometimes it's easy. You said it before. I mean, Hassan Reddick, one of the yeah. all-time big game performances we've seen. Really, both games in the playoffs. Like two sacks or a sack and a half last week, two yeah. this week. The fumble recovery, just ripping that ball away. And look, we've talked about how much he's kind of been slighted nationally, and they don't talk about him the way they should. Even the contract he got, like, is insane considering how good. Edge rusher, this yep. guy is, but but also like it's pretty cool when the stories come out where it's a kid from Philly who right. walked on at Temple, like yeah. he couldn't even get recruited to play at Temple, and he walked on, and now he's the biggest star in an NFC Championship game for the hometown team that he grew up rooting for. Yep. Like like that's that's the best of sports, and I'm really happy. For no, that's awesome. Too. Yeah, listen, you, you hear about a guy, and usually it's a a, a pass rusher normally who can wreck a football game. Uh, he wrecked the football game yesterday. If you're viewing it from San Francisco's end, he he wrecked them. He knocked out their quarterback. He he had sacks. He had a fumble recovery. I mean, he was he was doing everything. Um, he's so everywhere. He he's was always everywhere. It's really incredible. You know, I'm kind of torn on where to go next here, but I think I'm going to go um, with the head coach Nick Sirianni, and I'm going to go Sirianni for a couple of reasons. Um, looking back on it, and there was some criticism at the end of the regular season. I feel that he absolutely properly managed the Jalen Hurts injury. He didn't bring him back until it was compelled for that final game to make sure that they would win that game to secure the one seed, which obviously played a huge part in winning yesterday. Um, I think that he there was some concern with the Eagles, legitimate concern for some. Well, I'll just say it was a reasonable thing to worry about. Would the Eagles be able to turn the switch back on for the playoffs? And they did. And they did because they have great leadership. They have great leadership with Hurts. They have great leadership with Sirianni. It's not just those two. But Sirianni's the top guy as far as being the head coach of the football team. And this team throttled the Giants, throttled the 49ers, and answered the bell of whether they could turn the switch back on. They did. That plus schematic advantages that Sirianni brings to the table, not to mention having beat Dable, having beat Shanahan yesterday, two guys that obviously – Coach of the Year finalist instead of him. And specifically, I thought he dramatically outclassed. And I don't mean class. I mean outdid Shanahan, who I thought looked comparatively um, lame. Look, Shanahan was put in a tough spot, obviously. One quarterback gets knocked out. Another quarterback gets knocked out. Yeah. But you got you to gotta do better than saying, well, I'm going to bring the other quarterback back in and have him hand off the ball, and I'm playing 10 on 11. The ball should have been snapped to Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel on every single snap, and they should have played 11-on-11 football, which you can. You can get five, six, seven, eight, nine yards. You can. You you block people, and you have a great dynamic runner, and away you go. And Shanahan missed that. I thought Sirianni had a great day yesterday. Shanahan had a bad one. Game ball to Nick Sirianni. To the phones, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Bama right now. What's up, Bama? What's up, fellas? Hi, Bama. 
Fly Eagles, fly, fly Eagles, fly, fly Eagles, fly. We go back, baby. Yep. It's special. And you know, I um, I'm gonna talk about Jalen. You guys were talking about how he was looking like he was a little off. Yeah, I'm sure. Gonna try to, I'm, I'm gonna try to give my theory on it, or I really, it's facts. I'm sorry, it ain't gonna change anytime soon. Just how Jalen is. I like to give Saban credit for it, but I think it really goes back to his dad. When the game was in hand, and um, it looks like your team is just straight up better. Jalen's going to be overprotective of that ball. He's going to protect it. And all those throws, when he overthrew A.J., that was after that quarterback got hurt. He throws those low pass to Devontae and, um, and A.J. Um, he's throwing it where the only receiver can get it. But one thing the Eagles, don't have, Eagles fans don't have to worry about. That's, a, gen- that's a generous way to look at it, Bama. Yeah. He's, try- he's trying yeah. to complete the pass. I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to underthrow and have it picked. But he's also trying right. to complete it, and he overthrew pretty dramatically a couple times. Oh, yeah. Well, a couple times, or was it that one time to AJ? No, it was a couple times. There were a couple. Yeah. There was another. I mean, the, the one to Devontae was long. But, again, he's trying to put it where the receivers can going to get it. When he's reaching, I mean, he's protecting the ball. He's not going to do anything to put the ball in danger. He's, like, he's not like Herbert or a lot of these other quarterbacks. He's not going to be looking for style points late in the game, patting stats. He's going to protect the ball. I agree. So when, he's, yeah. he's great at That's protecting the football. He values the football, but he was off. Yeah, he was. It's okay. He's allowed to be off. You don't have to make it, you know, uh, uh, it's, he's allowed to be off a little bit. He was. Now, in the midst of being off, independent of those plays, he still protected the football within the game. I mean, he played about three-something quarters and didn't have a turnover. And I'm telling you, because, John, being there, I saw it real clear. In the first quarter and a half, he was under, I would call it, fairly intense pressure. First quarter and a half. And it's part of why they were three and out, I believe, three straight possessions. But he didn't do what Dak did. He didn't turn the ball over. And then the offensive line settled down. Hurts settled down. They obviously had the fourth, you know, the fourth and one quarterback sneak. Got down the field, scored the touchdown, got the ball right back, scored another touchdown, and the game was just about over. At they that still point. put so much on him. There was a play yesterday where they had a linebacker scooted up into the A gap prior to the snap. They ended up blitzing him, and I was shocked, dude, that, was that they did not block that linebacker. I think it was Trey Greenlaw. The little loft to AJ for the like eight yard first down yeah, game. It was yeah. a great play. It was a great play. But that was entirely like th- that's a unique situation where I think 31 other teams would block that differently. They would gap that. They would say, hey, we're going to do everything we can to ensure the inside of our protection is sound because it takes them longer to get there off the edges. So we're going to gap it hard. We're going to all come Uh down and and secure the inside. We don't do that. And, And it is different. Because and it's they risky. know it's, it, it's yeah. risky, but they have so much confidence in Jalen doing Jalen things, yep. which is be smart with the ball, escape enough that you can get the throw off. And it wasn't a great throw. It was a good enough throw. Yep. Uh, we run our offense differently than everyone else does. Uh, he's amazing. He and, and him and Sirianni work well together because Sirianni gets Jalen. Right. He gets him. So he, he does. I mean, you talk about the old adage for a coach, put him in a position to succeed. He puts him in a position to succeed. Yeah. And then Jalen does Jalen things. Let's go to Jerry right now. What's up, Jerry? Yep. 
And, Jerry, this one's going to end different than the Phillies in the World Series. This team's going to get it done. They're going to win this Super Bowl. You're, you are totally correct, Joe. And now we don't have to hear any more stuff about Brock Purdy because guess where he's at? He's gone. Mm-hmm. So he, we won't hear about him anymore. So the national media can do all their talking they want, but we got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, the second best or the first, and we got now the, definitely got the best defense left in the league. And they did what I said they were going to do. They are going to knock him out. Yeah, they did. And, that, and that's exactly what they freaking did. On a, on, a, they, on a clean hit, Jerry. Yeah, and they didn't do anything dirty. Yep. They weren't playing dirty ball like San Fran was. So all those fans that came here went back on the red eye with their tail between their legs, crying and moaning because we kicked the hell out of them. That's exactly and correct. we literally did. We left everything on the field, and that was one of the best out of all the uh, – I've been watching football a long time, and of all big games, that seemed like we were never – we came through, our big players made big plays in the big game. Well, and Jerry, in that way, it was very – appreciate the call. It was very reminiscent of the Eagles throttling the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. It was almost the same score, by the way from five years ago, because that one was 38-7. This one was 31-7. Obviously, John, at the Eagles... It was 38-7 last week. It was 38-7 in that game, 31-7 <laughs> against the 49ers. The thing that's unfortunate for, for me, just it, it's eating away at me. Okay. That's that's Jalen's big opportunity. You know, there are two games yep. this weekend. Every eye is on those games. And it is unfortunate that he was off the way that he was because now yeah. the narrative will continue. I, I was hoping that Jalen would go out there and drop dimes and everyone would say, wow, he really has improved. You're still going to have the detractors now. You're still going to have those people saying, ah, Philadelphia, they're a zone read team, runs the heck out of the football. The roster. 44 yeah. carries for, you know, for, runs 44 of them two weeks in a row. That's yep. how they win. That's not necessarily how we win, but it is how we've won the last two games. Our top receiver yesterday had 23 yards through the air. Dallas Goddard had five catches for 23 yards. It, it was not, uh, you know, uh, pr- productive throwing the football type well, game against a defense that was weaker at sure. stopping the pass. No, look, you're right. You are right, but he's got another game, Super Bowl, and I think he's going to play it. I think he's going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. I just Bowl. can't imagine what Steve Spagnolo is planning uh, for Jalen. You know, he, you, we all know Steve Spagnolo likes to go zero blitz and send the house after a quarterback. I don't know that you can do that. You know, unless like, he thinks Jalen can't no make those completions in the middle. Yeah, unless he thinks Jalen won't complete those balls, and he's going to test them to find out if he, you know, if that shoulder's banged up. And well, that'd be crazy. I think that'd it would be, be crazy, crazy too. That but, would be, but that would be as crazy as trying to block Hassan Reddick with the tight end. Right. And Kyle Shanahan <laughs> did that twice, <laughs> and it ruined the game for it him. It totally. I mean, it literally ruined the game for San Francisco. A tight end on Reddick. What a joke. JB and Chesson Hill. And I'll just say this on that point you made there, John. Kurt Warner and the Rams faced the same thing in 99 in that they had this incredible season and this bizarre offensive performance in the NFC Championship game. And I think they beat the 
Bucks. I mean, I want to say the score was like 11-6. It was 11-6. Right? You nailed that. It yes. was the most bizarre. It was 11-6. And the reason I know that is because it was one of the games I was looking at for Beat the Hammer last week going oh. through the divisional games. 11-6. Yeah. And and Ricky Prohl. Ricky Prohl yeah, scored damn, a touchdown. Dude. So that was, I wasn't going to ask Late questions. in the fourth quarter. I thought it was too hard to question. The 11-6 game, yeah. who was the only person who scored a touchdown? Yeah. Look at you. Well, I'm the hammer. The hammer. No, I'm the hammer. But, um, but then what do people think about when they think of Kurt Warner that year, they think of the whole season. They think that he in the Super Bowl, he you know, did it. So I hear your point there. There's some of that, John. I agree with you. Yeah. But Jalen's got one game, and I expect you're going to see a lot more of the Jalen regular season dominance than the, you know, he did struggle to an extent yesterday. Let's go to JB and Chesson Hill. What's up, JB? Yo, what's up, guys? Great show as usual. Thanks, uh, JB. Nice phone call on the Monday. Uh, I, I agree John. I think you'll agree with me, and I'm sure Joe will, too. This team's built, as the saying goes, they're built inside out, right? They're built up front on the offense. They're built up front on the defense. What, like, talk about Hassan, right? Like, how great of a player is on the edge. What, not only do they not, are they not going to have an answer for him, what are they going to do up the middle? Because that's going to be the key to keeping Mahomes contained. Obviously, he's still going to be a little bit sore, et cetera. But, like, there's no way Kansas City's, their offensive line, can they can't block R4. And, <clears throat> to your point about bringing the zero blitz, it's almost like you have to – they have to take into account that Jalen can then turn into not in the same size but Derrick Henry because if you miss on that blitz, he's now running for 25 yards. Well, yeah, especially if you guys right up the middle. Just, yeah. well, it's not just a throw. It's, you know, well, I, 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 JB, JB, let me I – John, I want to ask you a question here because um, KC is going to pass a lot. That's what they do. Could you see Brandon Graham more inside? I mean, that's something the Eagles used to do more. It's also, by the way, where he hit Super Tom Bowl. Brady in the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> it worked out he last slid, time. He slid inside. I mean, I could see John wow. Gannon taking BG and saying, get inside and let's go. Well, they're doing that with Josh Sweat now. You know, in this last game, I think they think Josh Sweat is more productive than Brandon. You know, going he's, he's for those better. mismatches. He's a little better at this point. Inside yeah. on a guard. They were using Josh Sweat in that capacity. And BG maybe still on the outside of that. So now it's a NASCAR package, and you got four dudes that can go get the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I could see a decent amount of that in the Super Bowl. They kept uh, Javon Hargrave in, and then the other D tackle was now Josh Sweat. So you got more speed and more length. JB, go go ahead, man. Hargrave ends up up being the space eater. You know what I mean? He's you know he's taking up a double team every well, time. Well, Hargrave though also can just go get the quarterback. I mean, his defensive tackles go that want to rush the passer. He is freaking good at it, man. Great. And then earlier you guys were talking about Gamewell and John, especially when you're watching the game and Joe, but when you're watching the game from like the end zone, from like the you know from the coach's position, film mm-hmm. kind of thing. Gamewell is just better at getting skinny, which is something that like it's rare, like. Miles Sanders, great running back, get that. But Kenneth Gainwell, like, I mean, when there's – he's literally almost beating the pulling guard, and he's sliding underneath, like, the armpit. That's how tiny he gets. And then he's just shot out of the can. I think that's what makes him yeah. so much more viable and versatile in this game because, as we know, this offense runs one play that has five reads off it mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, the yeah. read option may turn into a pass play, running back out of the backfield, et cetera. Well, not to <laughs> mention, JB, and always good hearing from you, man. I mean, against that Chris Jones dude, <laughs> getting skinny is going to be a little bit of a thing. I mean, John. He's awesome. He's. They're going to they're gonna option <laughs> oh, off of him. man. They're going to option off of Chris Jones. That guy's that, a monster. That's the prediction. He, he D-tackle. 
Sometimes they, they'll line him up at D end. I mean, he moves all over the place, but he's their best defensive player. They're going to make him wrong. Right, so let like me, they did Nick Bosa. Let me ask this question. Like they did Mike Parsons. If we believe that Reddick deserved to be in the top three for defensive player of the year, who should have been out of the top three finalists? Is it Parsons? Is it Bosa? Or is it Chris Jones? Because the only way Reddick should have been in is if one guy's out. Who's out? Chris Jones didn't have the season production because of uh, some injuries, I believe. Still had 15 and a half sacks this season. So, Jeez. I mean, from, as a D tackle. <laughs> as I mean, a that's D tackle, man. pretty damn good, man. Uh, Parsons, get your ass I think out. It's Parsons, you know honestly. Parsons, I Parsons I started hot and faded, man. Take a hike, man. Take a hike. Chair to Cameron John Ritchie on an awesome Monday morning, soon to be Monday afternoon on 94 WIP.